0: Business ownership is one of the best ways to generate wealth and create financial freedom for you and your family. Welcome to the Aquila Wealth Podcast. Listen in as we tackle the challenges of entrepreneurship and share how to remove financial procrastination and find freedom from financial stress. Your host is Eric Maldonado, founder of Aquila Wealth Advisors, LLC in San Luis Obispo, California.
1: Here's Eric Okay, business owners, wouldn't it be nice to have a checklist that is just an overview of what to do for the year for your business finances, what to consider, kind of a big picture, all the items. Today, I'm going to do that. I'll talk on about 20 items to, to think about or consider as a checklist of sorts to work through to start the year for your business. So we'll start here with um, personal finance. The next category will be cash flow. We'll look at assets and debt, taxes, insurance, and then um, estate planning. So first, assessing your progress. I always like to have business owners know what their year was like. What was the growth rate year over year for both gross profit as well as net profit? That way you know, okay, total sales, did they grow, shrink, were they the same? And then net after expenses as the business owner, what was the profit take home to me for the whole year? And then comparing that number, so the 2023 number, to last year's number, 2022 at the end, so you can get a year over year difference. And hopefully there was an increase, a growth. And what was that percentage increase? Was it a 50% growth, 25%, 15% growth? Did the sales increase, but the profit didn't increase because your expenses blew up? Or was you, did you have high profit? even though you had the same amount of sales and you're just more efficient in your business, those numbers will tell the tale. And I also like to have business owners know what their average growth rate for all the years they've been in business. So if you've been in business for 10, 15, 20 years, what is your average growth rate? Wouldn't that be great to know that number? And then you can compare it to what you did this year. And then also you have a benchmark or a bogey for what to plan for, for the year ahead. Do you want to be Double what your average is, and and really try and make some big changes. Is the goal to just be consistent? Slow and steady wins the race. If your growth rate was always fifteen percent, what are the main two or three things you need to do in the business to continue to maintain that? Next is then I along with that identifying your goals for the for the next year ahead. Do you want to still be on that growth run rate? And then again, what are the the key performance indicators, the 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 main things to focus on that are going to move the needle? In the business. Okay, so moving on to cash flow issues in the business. I'm a big fan of Profit First, which is a book by Mike Michalowicz that talks about uh, setting up a cash flow system in your business. So reviewing your cash flow plan first, do you have you know a cash flow plan, a, a good hold of an idea of how your sales or your revenue flow through your business ultimately to get to you as the business owner in a profit or an owner's salary. So along with that cash flow plan, the main categories are revenue, operations expenses, uh, owner salary, profit, and taxes. Do you have those accounts set up and how could you kind of move towards a more efficient, effective cash flow system where you as the business owner can open up your business accounts and see very quickly, okay, how is the business doing? Do I have enough for operations? Am I doing okay as far as paying myself a salary, paying my payroll? Some more uh, focused items as far as what to do with cash flow, types of accounts we'll talk about here. So one would be a health savings account. Do you have a high deductible health plan? And if so, you can set up a, a health savings account, which allows you to put money into the account and get a deduction in the year you put it in. So if you put you know, $9,000 in because you have a family plan this next year, that'll go uh, as a deduction against your income on your on your 1040. And then you can also use those funds to pay for health insurance or health expenses this year, or you can save them and invest it for the future and kind of reimburse yourself after the fact. Um, IRA contributions. Are you planning on, are you planning on funding an IRA or a Roth IRA this year ahead? Are you within the income range to fund a Roth IRA? Cause believe it or not, you can make too much money to fund a Roth. If you're married filing joint, It's around $230,000 for this year to be able to put money directly into a Roth IRA, if you're above the income limits, then you can, there's still a workaround. You could basically fund a non-deductible IRA and then convert it to a Roth. So what's your IRA plan and do you plan on funding one and and then how are you going to do the contributions? And just because one spouse isn't working or one spouse is, the other spouse isn't, you can still do what's called a spousal contribution and, and fund for your spouses as well. So this next year, seven thousand dollars each, fourteen thousand dollars, and as long as one of the spouses has the income, then you can fund for both. And then just overall, what are your savings goals? Do you have any, you know, big objectives that you want to hit, and what's the plan to get there? Are you going to do monthly automations into accounts? Are you going to do like quarterly draws from your business and lump sum contributions, or you know, funding towards those aspirations? Again, kind of narrowing down or specific on certain items. But if you have an inherited IRA, let's say, you know, someone in your family passed away and they they left an IRA for you, make sure you're taking the required minimum distributions. You can take those at the beginning of the year. If you're if you have an inherited IRA that you've had for a while, you're probably on what they call like a stretch IRA distribution, where you can take out a certain amount every year until you die. Otherwise, if it's a newer inherited IRA, the rules have changed where if you've inherited an IRA from, from someone who hasn't started their required minimum distributions yet, so if they were fairly young, you know, under age, roughly 70 and a half, then you have essentially 10 years to decide on when to pull that money out. And you can do it any amount at any time, but it's got to be within that 10 years. And then a gifting strategy, do you have any generosity type aspirations or goals? And it's good to put those on paper at the front end of the year, that way you can start working towards those throughout the year as opposed to trying to scramble at the end to give towards causes or organizations that you really care about. Moving on to the category of assets and debt. Emergency fund, you know, is kind of a building block, a main building block, a main pillar of a financial plan. Do you need to replenish it? What was the goal last year? Is is it still a similar amount that you want to have on the sidelines in cash or money market or a high-yield savings account just in case things happen, a what-if or an uh uh-oh? And then what's that amount? A lot of times if you convert it to time, it makes more sense. So do you want three months worth of living expenses in an account, six months, a year? And then what's your plan to get towards that amount? And and then where do you want to put it? In a separate account. Some of these online savings accounts pay higher interest rates. So that feels kind of good to get some interest while your money's sitting there. And then moving down into more like the investment side of things. As a business owner, I always like to help my business owners have both investments and their business. That way they both can work and grow together as opposed to maybe just putting it all into the business, which sometimes you have to do, especially at the front end when you're trying to get the business rolling. And, and even in certain years when you have been in business for a long time and you're past the front end, you just need to consolidate all the stuff into the business. But if possible, it's it's nice to put the intention out at the beginning to build both a, a nest egg or an investment. Capital of sorts outside of your business. That way, you're not reliant on the business growing and selling at a multiple, or you know, an exit that you need at a certain age down the road to pay for the rest of your life. You can do both, and then with with having investments on the outside of your business, you have more flexibility, more options, more more control when it comes to negotiating in the business, and even more, um, I guess, likelihood of a building kind of a generational business or a legacy of sorts where you you don't really need to have the business do too much as far as funding your personal lifetime, as well as other generations and keep the business working. So reviewing kind of a, your investment time horizon and, and what's, you know, what sort of results you want to get is important with, with regard to your investment accounts, looking at just how that, how, how your accounts did compared to say like the S P 500 uh, or another index like that. Rebalancing is a, a good habit to have you know roughly annually making sure that the allocations you put in your account to start the year are still consistent now because you don't want them to be so out of whack because one area grew and the other area didn't and now your your portfolio has much more of a, a certain category than you intended it to have just because over time it it's skewed uh, off course and then there's some tax considerations there if it's a taxable account you know, Looking at being able to tax loss harvest and do you want to do that at the beginning of the year or at the end? If you have certain positions in your investment account that have gains, others have losses, you can sell at the same time and offset and then you know, not pay as much taxes, for example. Of course, there's more detail in there, but we're kind of doing a flyover of the, a checklist of categories to consider to start the year, both personal and business finance. Again, you know, still into the uh, topic of assets and uh, debt issues. Looking at where your accounts are and where your investments are within each account, and making sure if you need to make any shifts, you can do that. For example, if you have an investment that's paying a lot of dividends or income, maybe you want to put that in a um, a tax sheltered account to not be taxed on it. Or if you have a an investment that might uh, not pay much dividend but has an opportunity to grow over time. Uh, maybe you put that in like a Roth type account so you don't have to pay tax when it grows or keep it in a taxable account because there's no current income. And if you're not planning on selling it anyways, you don't have to recognize any taxes until you sell it. Are there um, debts you would like to eliminate this year? So any types of loans or debts, short or long-term, if, if that's a big plan or goal for you, what's the cash flow that you have to put towards that and the time frame that you want to be able to pay that off? Uh, taxes. You know, we're in January, so already kind of thinking about where you're going to put all your tax forms, have a a file or an envelope or a drawer where you're going to start putting all the statements and things that are going to be asked for from your accountant here in the next couple months when they give you a um, kind of a tax organizer. Uh, Roth conversions, thinking about that as an option for you this year. Is there any room in your tax bracket to convert some of your IRA monies or your pre-tax monies to Roth? Thus, filling up that tax bracket and having money to invest for the future that you will not have to pay tax on when you make a distribution later in life, and then also if you didn't fund your IRA for last year or fully fund it, your IRA or Roth IRA, you still have until you file taxes. So, roughly April fifteenth, you you can fund your own IRA or Roth IRA for last year. So, you kind of get a little bit of a you get a little bit of a uh, bonus time every year to fund the IRA, kind of like the HSA. You just got to make sure that if you're funding the Roth, your, your income, again, is within the Roth income limits to put money into there. And again, if you have a taxable account, just understanding if, if you are expecting capital gains or, or income distributions, uh, making sure to take note of that when it comes time to file taxes to have the money to pay for those, those taxes. Again, on the tax loss harvesting strategy, looking at how much unrealized gains or unrealized losses you have. If you have like a trust account or a joint account, if you're married or just an individual account, what what are the, the gains or losses in those accounts? So you can start to think about when you want to sell them and if you can offset some things. Or maybe um, your income, total income is such that you might be able to even recognize some of the long-term gains at 0%. Uh, otherwise, it's most likely you're going to be like in a 15% capital gains rate. For paying taxes. Okay, moving on to more of the insurance side of things, some things to consider. You know, the big three, especially if you're mid, you know, mid-career in terms of your age of building a business, it's gonna be health care, life insurance, and disability income insurance. Those are kind of the main three. Oftentimes disability income insurance gets the most neglected, even though it's arguably more probable of a of an insurance coverage. In terms of the likelihood of it happening, then say, you know, life insurance needing to happen, especially if you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s. You know, the possibility of of having some sort of a disability is probably higher than actual loss of life. So having that coverage, especially if you're, you know, the main earner for the family and you're the business owner and you want to be covered in case you're not able to do the, the things in the business that you are used to doing, um, so that way your your family has income. And then if you're a little bit on the older end, maybe around 50s, 60s, that's where long-term care insurance starts to become a a talking point and determining if you want to have a certain amount of coverage just in case you have to start using funds down the road towards a a long-term care event. And then lastly is um, legal issues. So like estate planning Reviewing it. Do you have a trust and a will? Uh, especially if you are in California and you have property or business, it makes sense to have a trust. So meeting with an, a you know a local estate planning planning attorney would be a good idea. Updating beneficiaries. Just reviewing all of your retirement accounts. If you have you know old 401ks or current ones or IRAs, any of those types of things. Just making sure that your um, your beneficiaries are who you thought they were. So those those are the main talking points for this year main ideas or or a flyover of topics to consider to start the year on uh, getting your business finances and personal finances squared away thanks for listening until next time
0: thank you for listening to today's episode of the aquila wealth podcast Want more tips on how to be financially stress-free? Sign up for our monthly newsletter and join over 400 subscribers in receiving insights for maximizing your business and personal finances. Go to aquilawealthcom slash newsletter or click on the link in the show notes and tune in next week for a new episode.
1: Please see the show notes for important disclosures regarding Aquila Wealth Advisors, LLC, and this episode. All communication in this podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered tax, legal, or investment advice. All information or ideas provided should be discussed with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel before implementation.